Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. discussing P.O.D.'s Brown, which came out in 1996. And so it's the second full-length album, definitely before they hit the mainstream uh, success. The next album, uh, Fundamental Elements of Southtown, definitely had some limited appeal. It did get some radio play and and sold pretty well, but then their breakthrough album uh, wasn't until 2001 with Satellite. Yeah, hello, welcome. You know, I remember seeing Southtown on a little bit on MTV. I think they may have gone on uh, Total Request Live, but maybe I'm just thinking of uh, Satellite. But I, I know they started to kind of push some of the edge, edges of that on uh, Fundamental Elements. But yeah, that was later. I probably had a narrow window where I watched uh, some MTV and stuff like that. So I think it was probably more like 2000 to 2003. And I think YouTube was 2004, so I'd seen you know, gone back and watched music videos. And so I wouldn't have heard them from uh, MTV, but I did hear uh, Southtown as the first album that I heard. Same here. I think I had heard about the band either through San Diego, the San Diego music scene, um, because they're local to um, my hometown, or uh, Christian band reviews, and had checked it out. I think we're in the era where we're listening to uh, CDs at the uh, Christian bookstore. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Maybe you're a little younger. I know they're from Chula Vista, right? Uh, they, they they had under, underground, they were playing around shows, but... Uh, but uh, it would have been nice to have seen them live back in the day, but I know I didn't see them live until after... Uh, after 2001, uh, the satellite album. Yeah, and I ended up seeing them a bunch of times uh, live over the years. So it'd be a mixture of the type of music that's on this album and then mm-hmm. more pop-focused uh, rock songs or melodic rock songs that would mm-hmm. come across, especially, you know, and would happen over time. I saw them last in 2010, I believe. The biggest show I saw them uh, was with, they were the band playing immediately before um, Lincoln Park. You know, they, there was a time also earlier than that when I, when I saw them in around, around 2001, maybe even 2000, um, when there was, a, there was a national tour and Lincoln Park actually opened up before them and before like Project 86. Like just as Lincoln Park was just starting to get on the radio, uh, or right before the, I think the tour started right before Lincoln Park got on the radio, and then it continued for a while. But yeah, Lincoln Park, at least on the East Coast states, they opened up like before a few bands, and then POD was the headliner. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen them both there in a Christian music concert. Brown is a uh, a pretty good album overall. It's interesting that it's still very underground. Production quality might not be the best, but it really, you really get the energy of the band. 
the recordings are are good enough. By the way, I did yeah. get this album after South Town and Satellite. I picked it up when so I got I definitely got South Town first. But before Satellite came out, they um they had a re-release of their earlier albums. Like Snuff the Punk and and Brown were remastered with new and then had given new covers. Uh and so I picked up those those copies. There was an original version of Brown, and then they, they did a remastered one with, with just a little bit different artwork. It's pretty similar, but just a little better. They still have the original tapes. Still not like definitely the quality of with the Howard Benson recording for like Southtown or Satellite or any of their later albums. Yeah, the artwork's pretty much unchanged. It was back in the day with enhanced CDs, so you could you could watch the the one music video for the from the album, um, which we'll, we'll probably get into. I know it's Snuff the Punk, they completely uh, revamped the artwork. Actually, just saw the original artwork this time. I thought it it had been an angel with a machine gun, you know, pointing it at the at the demon. But like, so the cover I picked up was an an angel holding a demon. And he's about to like punch him, basically. Uh, but like, I looked up the the original on Wikipedia for Snuff the Punk, and it was like some guy <laughs> with a machine gun pointing at the, holding the demon, <laughs> about to shoot him. Yeah. They often had little controversy with their albums, so <laughs> it's amusing yeah. to me with their car with their artwork. So I did really like the intro song, like the mm-hmm. sample remix kind of thing, and it's interesting that they have yeah. that right at the top. It was a fun start yeah. to the album. Yeah, POD, you know, with Snuff the Punk and with Brown, they were they were right in the middle of the. Soon after Rage Against the Machine had started, had recorded their albums. I think Snuff the Punk came out like the next the next year, and Brown was right in the middle of the of all that going on uh, in the music scene, contemporaries or even predating Limp Bizkit and other bands like that. You can hear you could hear it in this album that they have that blending of hip hop and sampling, and and like other genres. I guess I like some of the uh, new metal kind of feel. I think I generally enjoy enjoy the songs that are are done well, and it's not not quite rap, not quite singing or screaming and, and things like that. Um, no. I think it has a a good energy that comes across, uh, you know, both live and on the album. Nomi um, once again has the the year in the lyrics. You know, it kind of with nineteen ninety six, which I. <laughs> kind of enjoy it. Yeah, you could date it, but it's still, um, which isn't bad or good. I like this as a, as a, it's called Nomi, and I like it as an opening track. Um, and it, um, you know, just as a, it kind of sets the tone for, the, for this album. I think musically too, a little bit, a little bit lyrically and then musically. I think there, for me, there have been different ways that I, that I have interpreted like the meaning of some of these lyrics just because I haven't always read the lyrics on the sheet and just and I've just listened to them within the midst of the songs. So at first, you know, I, I thought of, of, of that it's just Sonny Sandoval and, you know, talking about himself and that's, and like the audience, the audience listening to them. But I think there, there could be like potentially other ways to interpret the song too. Yeah, I, th- I think it's mostly about P.O.D. I guess just the, 
image that they that they look like it's about being tough and also um preaching the gospel so it's kind of a mix of both of things um they do have the line uh, how can you say you love me when you hate your brother they did it in a really cool natural way too that's i like that like it fits in perfectly with the song they like they rhyme with that with how can you say you love me when you hate your brother you smother <laughs> like they had that that little that word yeah only difference is that i'm forgiven um which is yeah, a, between uh, me you me and you holmes yeah <laughs> and the you know still paying dues is a line that um they use for their dvd um release which I actually did buy i think it might have been one of the definitely a handful of music dvds that i i bought i don't know if it's paying dues in the music scene or towards fans or um you know paying back yeshua for forgiveness yeah with them i feel like they i think they totally include all of those you know with their name is payable on death you know and all that it's definitely about the music scene at times but yeah 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 I don't know. Maybe the primary thing might be in relationship to God with Yeshua. That might be the, the initial place where it comes, where it originates from. But I don't know. So Selah might be one of their new metal song of the of it at least. And that's the one with the music video. Um, did you ever happen to see the music video for the song? I don't specifically remember this one. I knew I knew the song for sure. I mean, you know, I've known the song for a long time. It's uh, funny because of how low budget it is. It's certainly something that we could have done with our band. Um, yeah. It's some stuff of them playing in studio, and then it's also they got some people to show up, and they did a kind of a parking lot performance. Uh-huh. It's kind of funny for two reasons. I think that it's like there's only about ten people in the crowd. Oh yeah, they they got. Yeah. It's, 10 people that showed up are jumping around and, and all that stuff. Um, but, and then there's at least a couple people in the crowd wearing Chargers jerseys, which is, is fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, a, yeah. I'm still a, a little, Los a Angeles Chargers fan. Um, you know, I was definitely more of a fan when they were in San Diego, but they're still my main team out of all the sports. Um, so it's fun to see that. <laughs> they actually went and did in the early 2000s, they recorded a, a Chargers anthem song, which gets a little bit of play oh. as far as within the sports organization stuff. Um, you know, definitely people okay. still play the the disco Chargers song more, um, but I definitely <laughs> prefer the um, POD Chargers one. Well, yeah, I, I listened to that back when they initially released it, but being out of San Diego... I haven't listened to it as much. But I, I also, I prefer the song Say La <laughs> to, uh, yeah, to this, the Chargers, their Chargers song. Yeah. They did, they did a decent job with it, though. Yeah, Say La might be one of my favorite um, musically and lyrically on that. Um, so there's some good lines on that. You know, kick down the teeth of the wicked, uh, conquering lion sheltered by your blood um in the title itself which i i like it i like that as a a refrain before you know a musical interlude um 
kind of like the yeah. original Psalm, Psalmist Intent, um, which is basically just to signify a musical interlude, and there's no direct meaning from the word. This is one of my introductions to, I mean, I had read the word to law in, in the scriptures, you know, it pop, pops up in Psalms, but like having somebody use it and having it kind of used like as, as a poetic and song, songwriting device. Uh, this was the first one. The little musical interlude that they, that they play is, you know, uses their, the Latin, they're like Latin American guitars and that cultural, that cultural, some of that cultural background that they have, that the band members have. We call it new metal, but it's really just um, incorporating a lot of different influences they, that they have. Um, and I think it comes across as being very genuine and very like, like I, I like, I like how creative it is too. <laughs> I like the lyrics at the end of it. There's like, with the little guitar riff go and then the uh, sunny screaming identify your real master recognize and obey the sacrifice identify your real master recognize and obey the sacrifice and he just keeps on yelling it out with um with this, the heavy riff and then the acoustic riff uh, you know that's, that's really cool i don't know if it's the god will protect me or if uh that the um or that you know the message won't die. Right, right. I do wonder what the punks meaning. Punks is in the first title, and and then we have a song that deals with punks and stuff like that. It's it's interesting. Obviously, it's a genre of music, but it's talking about. I don't know if it's talking about people that are are rude at their shows or or something you know in the first one it's not the punk it's like satan right yeah um so the antagonist and the antagonist the accusers the uh kind of that and you know which kind of maybe manifests itself in the in like in uh people at shows who are accusing you know they have i mean obviously they have a a song called punk's rock you know, later, so they, like, it's not, it's not against punk rockers, <laughs> um, but it's, it's more like the, the people, yeah, the, the people being rude or the, or the beings who are being antagonistic, I think. Yeah, Visions, um, I definitely like that, you know, the line um, that references Joel 2 and Acts 2, um, or pour out my spirit mm-hmm. of flesh. Yeah. And I also like that there's, line proved to me you know where he's calling out god that's even yeah. clearer yeah jesus christ is what i see yeah that's what i like that like with the song being called visions and you know earlier it's saying like take my take my pride capture my flesh take my flesh capture my bride it's like take taking away the bad and then he's like giving me he says with righteous wisdom spiritual insight check the knowledge and then yeah, the Jesus Christ is what I see. Yeah, I like I like that like kind of the idea of the 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 visions that we are given are replacing it what's like unholy in us and then pointing us and we see the Lord instead. Okay, well the title track of the of it is Brown. Um which obviously they're talking about their ethnicity. Um and there's lines on that. Yeah. Uh got a bad cause I'm brown. You know, they referenced Southtown in this album, so it wasn't something that 
came out on the on the future album like they they do refer you know people say that it's uh san diego in general but it's actually um more of southern san diego yeah um san diego itself has you know chula vista and san ysidro and areas that are closer to mexico um you know that that might not be as many opportunities i definitely don't think it's dangerous or anything but yeah, I had I had a friend. Uh, you know him. I won't mention him by name, but he moved. He he moved into City Heights. You know, basically intentionally to uh, to kind of to live in a, a more diverse population in, a, in an urban setting. Um, and his his wife is from from the southern San Diego kind of section. I forget which which exact city, but definitely um, definitely close to the border, and like a Filipino Latino. American area uh, with the song too. There's a lot of um, pride. God is fat because I'm brown. I love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then they also uh, they add uh, they they turn the word brown into an acronym meaning uh, believe, receive, obtain, withstand, never die. I love the song in terms of uh, racial identity. Um, and and faith and like bringing it in in a in a, in a way that's like uh, I think it's totally honoring and like going before God and like in like in the, the book of Revelations is like every tribe and tongue will praise the Lord and you know we have a song that we're like we're in the middle of recording you know you know about kind of about that kind of concept and I think it's cool believe receive obtain withstand um, it seems like the withstand is the odd word out on that but yeah i was thinking about persecution maybe yeah um and it's kind of sticking yeah. like in running the race until until the end uh, like paul talks about you know like no, don't give up or withstand temptation withstand uh, like the attacks from the outside so one day you know they give props to yahweh which is uh a little weird for me um you know i talked about how i don't really like the trying to uh, pronounce the yud hey vav hey um in yahweh too bad um i think in a lot of english german kind of languages the v to w isn't too bad do you prefer this to um like later kind of peer, like they started they one song they mentioned the jaw POD became like Jaja people, like they, st they started using that expression. Do you prefer Yahweh to that one? Like for me, I, I kind of do a little bit, um, but because of the, the Rastafarian background. Yeah, I don't mind Yah or Jah as, as much. It's, it seems like less mistranslated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't really like any of the Yahweh, Yehovah, Jehovah pronunciations. I do like, uh, you know, it gives me rest. In the end, there is peace. All I see is your face. Good lines in that song. It's an interesting song. It's kind of contrast the, like, the fallen nature, the sinful nature with the, uh, in the end, we'll, you know, we'll see, one day we'll see face to face and we'll kind of be given our new heavenly, heavenly bodies, you know, from the, from the Lord. This song kind of, talks about the struggle there's a lot about the struggle but then 
and it's contrasted with um, like forgiveness and seeing seeing the Lord's face. Yeah, I think that is what it's talking about. You know, struggle and forgiveness. Uh, punk's rock is just kind of a fun interlude. I guess they they kind of just spread them out because there is a quite a few genre experiment spending going on, just which is fun and it's something that they kind of diversified their sounds on on later records. Mm-hmm. Shout out to South Bay, which is you know not an official city in San Diego, but it's a general region, including like where we're talking about. It sounds like this is like a live recording too, right? Like hit record at you know at, at the at the punk rock show. <laughs> yeah, it definitely could be. I mean, fifteen songs on the album is is a lot. Include you know even when you factor that some of the songs are are quick. The actual song is about the same length as our Man of Peace song. Uh, it might be a little longer, but it's like 30, 35, 40 seconds. And then there's like a little bit of an outro after the after the song. But I, I like I think these interludes do help. And I think they're they're sequenced fairly well too. Oh, and, oh we we just have to talk about the, these lyrics though. <laughs> um and uh I want everybody just to contemplate these it says, I want my French fries. Give me my French fries. I want my French fries. Give me my French fries. Later. Don't forget my ketchup. Oh, where's my ketchup? I want my French fries. Where's my ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> I want my French fries. That's, uh, yeah, that's so, that's so great. <laughs> I don't know if he, I don't think he was talking about carne asada fries, but now, now I kind of want carne asada fries. I don't think he would put uh, ketchup on carne asada. But uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, because I, I do think of that. You know, it's like I want to think that it's about a burrito, and that's kind of my go to food when I'm in San Diego. You know, California burrito, meat, and you know, vegetables and all that stuff. And then they'd add in French fries and stuff like that. Oh, now, uh, Breathe Babylon, which is actually my favorite song on the album. Yeah, I think um, I might agree with you. I probably, I probably do agree with you. Yeah. I like the guest vocalist. It's a San Diego guy, um, California guy named uh, Dirt. So it took a little digging to find that because it's not a very searchable name as far as a music artist. But if you search, if you search, you know, Dirt P.O.D., you'll find some stuff, um, including like he's definitely done his own records and things like that. But it's probably the most popular songs that he's on. I like how the song's structured and it continues and the guest vocalists on mm-hmm. it break it up. It's also um, a lot of clever lyrics on that. It's kind of like a modern day uh, revelation. Um, so talking about mm-hmm. um, the destruction of Babylon, like in Revelation, but then using, using modern day imagery, blow up the ruler of the air, nuclear fission, you know, some stuff like Iraq is still in, in ruins some lines that are straight from scripture, you know, like uh, talking about the beast. And they even have a uh, sit down, they even quote the script, the scripture number, um, sit down in the dust, Babylon, Isaiah 47.1. So they say, sit, sit down in the dust, uh, O virgin daughter of Babylon, um, you're without a throne. You know, some people have talked about America, like where is America is not really mentioned in in uh, in Revelation, you know. That either means like America's destroyed or 
is uh, or maybe America. Sometimes, sometimes some people have said America is maybe where you know there's a lot of modern, possibly idolatry. I don't know. It's a. I feel like in the song, Pod is definitely talking about like it, it starts off like decadent culture makes you forget your spiritual priority. We are tribes. We be tribes under grace, a righteous minority. And then he's talking about like staying true to God, I think, in the midst of uh, a lot of cultural struggle. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, it's anti-consumerism. Did you ever read the uh, Left Behind series? No, I, I think I might I might come around to them at some point. Yeah. Did you, you, did you read those? I, I did. I did read them in the entire series. It's a 12 book series is long. Uh, yeah yeah i think it it loses steam about i think halfway through um so i think they do a pretty good mm -hmm. for the first couple books and then they just uh i think when, when realized the success um i think it got padded out till 12 books oh gotcha so with them saying babylon so saying that the one world government new headquarters would be in babylon or would be in yeah. Iraq, which seems kind of crazy by you know trying to trying to fit that in now you know yeah oh yeah they didn't have the united states mentioned in the books because the united states became part of that one world government now they still had most of it set within the united states or the old united states you know, they, then they had stuff in Israel, et cetera. I like how the song itself is also structured. It continues longer than most of the other songs. I, I don't know if I necessarily uh, want that for all the stuff, but it, it feels longer than the five minutes that it, it is. It's a nice, cool, epic song. The plagues are coming. The plagues are coming. I feel the death, the breath of the death beast. Yeah. <laughs> Look to the sky, the warning. Is that more of like what new metal is? You know, rap, like repetitive kind of rapping lines with heavy music? Yeah, maybe. I think also within that too, like POD was like, was pioneering it. They were part of the, they were part of the pioneering crew, like um, the rap rock, they were blending in. Yeah, I just think of like before, you know, yeah, they were, they were, they were part of the group. There were there were other artists doing it, but uh, they were they were definitely one of them. I've really enjoyed their choices, um, guitar riffs and tones. They'll do like a what's become kind of a cliche of do 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 do, do, do. but they 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 don't just like necessarily repeat it. They kind of they kind of make interesting choices with their with their tones, you know, tell a story. What do you want to say for funk jam? Oh yeah, not not too much for the funk jam. You you do have the a jaw comes in here. I, I like. I, I think it's a. It's a, like a legitimately good funk, funk track. You know, like a funk jam. They they have the lyrics. You know, which comes up in a later song, but it says, "Set your eyes to Zion, judge up people right on." That that actually shows up in this song, which surprised me. I, I I had forgotten about that one. They also have some good, good words like "Forgive them, Lord, for they do not know." There's the tell Mr. Tell me, Mr. Dead Man, do you have the answer? How do you get to heaven? Do you have the answer? Leaving, I judge us on. How can I get to heaven? It's kind of like the the Rastafari, a little bit of a vibe. 
I don't, I don't think there's anything that's counter to the Bible in this in the song. The later version of the song, when they remake it in a full song, I, I like the lyrics and and music a lot better on the later album. Yeah, and yeah is is just basically the the first syllable from Yud Hey Vav Hey. You know, it's a short form, and it's part. Of, you know, that's what Hallelujah is talking about. You know, so they yeah they use that. It's interesting in the in the Bible itself. Um, sometimes Hallelujah is is two words when you think like that. It's always one word. Hallelujah. Yeah. So talking about preach. Um, so they reference the Trinity with power three. And they say, "Say the word mm-hmm. Jesus." People complaining they don't preach enough, and they and they're saying, "Oh, we don't. If anything, we don't preach enough." And take him to the cross is. And there's the line, though. If it wasn't for my God, I already had you. <laughs> Would have taken you out if it wasn't for my beliefs. Yeah, basically, you know, if I wasn't a. Uh, saved, saved person who's trying to follow the the Lord, who's you know, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, <laughs> been violent. I think Jesus too, Yeshua, when he walked the earth, you know, so we we sometimes think of the word meek, him being a meek person, and and that being a like a weak, like a weak and frail person. But really, I think I've I've done some studies of the the word meek, and actually, you know, at any time. He could have, you know, not just laid down his life. And then later when he's coming back, you know, he's going to be the, he's going to come as a king and he's going to, we're going to see his full true nature, you know, at that time. You know, there were times when Yeshua definitely, you know, it was a choice the Lord made to, to not, to not basically like smite the world, you know, to not just destroy us. He totally could have. Like the mystery of it is that, you know he you know he loves us and he lays down his life for us yeah hence the uh payable on death band name just talking about issue of sacrifice full color it's a very uh personal song so i generally like the lyrics but they're too repetitive for me it doesn't resonate me for as much as they would uh come back to the scene later uh, Sonny talking about the death of his mom. So the first time I, my mom has died, and the first time I, I heard it, I heard the song, I didn't, you know, my mom was still alive. Have you heard his testimony at all? You know, so he, he basically, I know he was a teenager, and his mom knew the Lord, and Sonny was like a rebellious, rebellious, like, teenager, basically. And his mom, his mom kind of, his mom passed away, and that was kind of that kind of rocked him, and I don't I like I don't know the full timeline of every step, but basically, in crying to God, you know, he he also he found like, like he missed his mom, but he also he found he found peace and 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 seeking and finding and like basically casting his cares on on God. And when he became a, a believer, he was like he was kind of honoring his mom. So I think that's that was a kind of a key key point in his life, and then you know that was also around the time. I don't. I think he had played some music before 
he definitely done some some music in house bands before that. That, that was kind of a key a key part of his story. For me, musically, I think I think I like the fact that they do an acapella like introduction. I think that helps like introduce the lyrics. The like kind of the end of it, the "Why did my mommy have to die?" is like the, just probably the heaviest, the heaviest heavy metal part of the song. Kind of reminds me of Outcast, the end of Outcast when they when they do that in in the in the next album. I could, I could definitely see it, yeah, being a little a little long and repetitive. I like the music, but I, I dig it. <laughs> it's personal talking about how uh, you know Jesus saved uh, his mother's life in that his mother became a believer in Jesus and that influenced him becoming a believer. So I like those those lines and I see there's pain that resonate with me that much. Seeking the Wise, that's another song with the uh, dirt on it. Um, mm-hmm. I like his appearance on the on the song, just not as much as the uh, Breathe Babylon. Yeah, good lines in it, and they actually say the line, you know, payable on death. Yeah, so the one that gives life, payable on death. I like the juxtaposition on that. Payable on death is kind of interesting. I think that, you know, people aren't really familiar with the phrase payable on delivery anymore, you know, (laughs) from, you know, or the acronym, but it's an interesting phrase. Like, I like it as a band name, and then I definitely find with POD as an acronym. Before I was lost in But Now I'm Found, which obviously is a common uh, song lyric and, you know, Christian belief, but I, I like how it's sung in this song. Mm-hmm. Before I was lost, but now I am found. It makes it sound fresh the way they the way they uh, record it here. See the chanting. I think when I was younger, I used to, this was kind of towards the end of the album, and like, as you said, it's similar to Breathe Babylon, but it's like not quite as good. So, but uh, I, I've actually, I've enjoyed this a lot more recently uh, than I used to, this song. And I like the little, the little riffs and how they, they do the little sections. It's kind of like, it's an interesting song because they kind of do like part one, part two, part three, part four, part five, part six, part seven. And then they kind of like jumble. It's like a bunch of parts that transition back and forth from you know from one another as like in that time that kind of songwriting you know it's not like a verse chorus verse necessarily it's like a, a few different chants seeking the wise yeah seeking the wise so live and die is is real interesting you know it's i mean so it's talking about you know a gang member well like a teen or even preteen um talking about shooting and you know i think it's you know it's trying to downplay the appeal and stuff like that yeah so definitely it's like it's kind of a moralistic tale but there's still dark images about you know shooting up and killing people um at least that's you know it's like gave away my soul and you know and then another classic uh, scriptural line that's, I think that was done well. So, uh, yeah, live by the sword, die by the sword. <laughs> then they they say live by the gat, die by the gun. You know, it's against violence. Um, but still, yes, still kind of a weird song, and also especially because they they have a sample, and 
uh, I didn't know initially that it was a first sample because I hadn't really listened to your original artists. Um, did you uh, know what it was from? Okay, so there's a sample where um, they say the N word. Oh yeah, oh I, yeah, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that was a sample. I thought it was a guest artist. I would guess like, like I don't know, it's the NWA or NW or whoever. Yeah, who is it? You guessed it. Yeah, which obviously so. Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's not one of their more popular songs. Um, but yeah, it was NWA, which is definitely controversial artist also, and you can't even, you know the. Like even what the NWA stands for is controversial, you know. But yeah, that's from a, a song Gangster Gangster, which I think is a more positive view about that. Or at least at least the way NWA is doing this, they're talking about police brutality, um, which is right. obviously you know, still an issue today. Um certainly yes. out of this recording. I haven't really heard POD address the song too much. I don't know if they'd, it seems like obviously they wouldn't include a sample like that today. It's interesting, like, when I listen to the song, like the for, first of all, the track, the, the placement in the track order is interesting. So they have like their gospel message, gospel message, and then here's like a picture of something that's like, um, like basically without the gospel message. And so there's definitely a contrast. Um, but then also, like, um, you know, the guitar riffs in this song, I think they kind of, and the kind of, some of the songwriting approach they came back to when they wrote The Youth of the Nation, um, you know, like, some of this, the definitely, like, the, the sound of the guitar and a little bit of, like, the down key, the down tempo, I mean, not down key, but yeah, the down tempo, um, they, that song is, you know, talking about school violence and saying, like, you know, basically, why does this happen? Um, I, I know it's because we are, we are the youth of the nation. And they kind of don't explicitly say, you know, because we live in a fallen world in that song. These are related songs. Yeah, um, they're definitely. But this, one's, this one's a bit more cynical about that, about that lifestyle. Definitely. But there are some violence. No, I agree. Um, and I think Youth of the Nation is a better song, both lyrically and musically. Um, yeah, the guitar riff I think is is interesting. Not as much a fan of of it. I think I would have liked. Uh, I like the heavier jams overall on this. Yeah, I mean this is probably the biggest sample on the album. There's a few other. Yeah, the one coming up actually is my favorite sample. Or but there was the God the Goddess Pat because I'm brown. That's that might be my favorite. But then the one that closes out the album is is my. I actually really like the original song. <laughs> okay. About the album. I, uh, what's the original song on that? I forget the title of the song, but the so in the outro to the album, they use um, they use at least one song or two songs, maybe mixed together from Eric B. and Rock Kim, which is, I think, I can I can uh, I'm not like a, the biggest hip hop rap fan. But I like I like I like I definitely like a certain amount of rap and a lot of rap artists go back to that song or to back to that album you know with with their references like yeah it just comes up all the time so the yeah if you haven't if, if uh I I I love that album the Eric B and Rakim and I but actually let me let me look up yeah that is what it's from I'll have to check that 
they wanted, you know, the previous song uh, as the, you know, the final real song, like they, it helps have that palate uh, cleanser. Hayden Full is the name of the, of the Eric B and Rakim, <laughs> which is kind of, you know, with the P-O-D, P-O-D name, actually, that's kind of a funny, I hadn't made that connection. <laughs> uh, yeah, that album's so cool. I don't know NWA too, too much. I may listen to them, but I, I love the I love the Peyton Folds type of type of sound. Um, kind of just a little chill, cool samples. Guys just um, sitting. It sounds like guys just hanging out, you know, playing records and got the microphone. <laughs> so I think if you were to pick up uh, POD albums, you know, I'd probably. I might recommend it as my third favorite album after uh, Satellite and Southtown. Some solid, gotcha. I think there's solid stuff uh, later on. Like, um, I know they definitely didn't have uh, as big a success um, on that, but they're, and but I think there's certainly individual songs I like on the later albums, but I think this is a, a solid album, well put together. Sometimes this is my favorite POD album. And it also feels, since sometimes it feels like uh, in some ways maybe they're their most authentic, authentic creative, creative out, output before kind of the, before they got big and took off. In terms of what would I would recommend to most other people as an introduction, if somebody like really likes the, the hip hop, um, like funky underground sound, then I would recommend this like first of all, but if somebody wants something that's you know cleaner and polished, you know, basically most most people you you can't you can't go wrong with. There's a reason why Satellite was so big, and and, and we may talk about that later too. And Fundamental Elements of the South Town also is a really solid album with like it's like that's like a the production on that one's a lot better than, than on this album too. Yeah, I I I, I definitely I dig it. Um, the one thing I will say, I feel like at, at times it seems like the lyrics on this are even more upfront scriptural. So if somebody was wanting something that's like um, rap rock and scriptural, at times this album is like it's pretty 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 straightforward on the nose. Might be the most Christian album on it. So as far as spiritual messages, um, but it's definitely. And then you definitely have to uh, take some things with a grain of salt. <clears throat> yeah, the NWA samples. <laughs> well, cool. It was good uh, talking to you today. Yeah. Uh, Facebook.com slash Messianic Media. We got Messianic Media uh, podcast at gmail.com. Leave us comments. And we got some good episodes um, in addition to the music stuff. Um, we had a nice interview with uh, Nate Parrish of Cutlass. So you can go back some episodes and check that out. Oh, cool. Anything else? No, that's it. Okay. It's a cool album. Good talking. Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works.